you've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for being with us. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves. If you'd like to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225, and we would like to talk about, geez, we talked the other day about what was going on in Myanmar or Burma. Geez, and now China got hit. I'll tell you, it's just really blasting in all over the place. So what's going on in China, dear? Well, China has the big Olympic Olympic coming out thing they're trying to do. They're trying to uh, finesse the world as if to say we're first class. And we're trying to hide the truth and put out all is well. We're just we're just thriving in every every way. However, there's many, 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 many problems, many, 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 many corruptions. And so what's happening to China, we have three events, major events happening to China right now, coming up to the Olympics in August, to say, China, you're not so handled. You need to deal with some things. You're trying to come up to be first class, world class, and you got major problems. So we have Myanmar. Uh, China has been and is the main uh, importer from Myanmar of exotic animals. Just the fine, rare animals slaughtered, taken to China, used, cut up, you know, for their medicines and that kind of thing. Raped and just torn to pieces. That along with the massive logging devastation, it's leaving the land and especially the rivers are just thoroughly polluted. We have the people there in Myanmar, um, monks and the uh, citizens, their lives are just thrashed, uh, trashed. And, you know, we tuned into why the cyclone happened to Myanmar the other day, and what it came out to is the people, the citizens, they were letting corruption and things happen. It was like the two people in a sleeping bag with the big smiles on their face, but underneath all this corruption was going on. So people weren't saying no. They weren't stopping corruption. They weren't blowing the whistle, so it just got out of hand and took them over. So so that this is their karma happening. And then the um, militant uh, coup that took them over... The thing they have is they've taken over control of other people, and the cyclone took over control of them. So China's trying to look good, and uh, Myanmar's just gotten all smashed, and China's their main importer. So this is a, for those who have their eyes open, this is a, an expose of, you know, why did nature come and harm this area so severely, and uh, why did the people there deserve it? So... Right behind Myanmar's natural disaster is, right close to Beijing, we have this 7.8 earthquake that happened a couple days ago. And, you know, so China's trying to act like, you know, we're right on, we're handled and everything. So this is going, no, you're not handled, and we need to shake you up so that maybe you'll rethink your thoughts and actions and maybe you can upgrade something. The, the third thing that's going on that's just dogging them for months now is the Tibetans uh, are rallying against them everywhere, and they have this flame running to, uh, that's being run to uh, China, and they got the Tibetans 
protesting and just rousing them the whole way. Why is this happening? Um, China savagely took over Tibet years ago, and they murdered, and they have terrorism and rape and mutilations all over the place. Millions of people involved. They took their culture away even now. Many violations are happening now, you know, like they try to treat the Tibetans like they're just worthless people. And yet, um, they want to look good for the Olympics. So we have three blaring things saying, you know, you don't look so good. And uh, this is part of what's going on in China. And the earthquake is one of the things saying... We got problems here. Just like Katrina said that United States had a really low class area. And this doesn't mean everybody there was that way, but it means there was it was saturated in crime, in uh, entitlement, welfareism, uh criminals every which way. You know, I had a gal one time that was uh, you know, we were considering having on the show and you know, she had read our uh, website about our comments about New Orleans, and she just took me to issue with that. Like, how, you know, how could you say that? She said, I know a wonderful musician who lives there. How could you say that Katrina was on purpose? And, you know, we never said that all of the people that are in, in New Orleans were destined to have this experience. <laughs> and people were told to leave. And didn't for a variety of reasons, but you know, people who ended up staying behind had the lessons. Same with in China, people that are there that are getting uh, horrible experiences have lessons to learn. And what these horrible experiences do is they rock your foundation. What happens when your foundation is rocked so profoundly is. Your arrogance and righteousness about being so sure that your position in things is right gets shaken. When it gets shaken, you start reexamining it like you're not so confident anymore that you were right about all kinds of things and you start reevaluating it. The other reason that we do this show is to offer to people the knowledge that you can, uh, you can reevaluate your positions without an earthquake. Without a major catastrophe in your life, reevaluate how you're doing your life and your belief systems and your foundation and keep modifying it and evolving and transforming and changing it voluntarily without having to get knocked over the head to have the experience. And when you're too stuck and too stubborn, and China is certainly stuck and stubborn, then you have to have something bigger sweep in, knock you hard, and say, look, you need to reevaluate how you're behaving in the world. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So the fourth thing about China is they have... Um thousands and thousands of sweatshops for cheap labor for you know it's like a magnet for all kinds of other countries you know the wealthier countries to get cheap labor you know and there's a lot of abuse going on just tons well you know so the have these companies go go there and sort of turn their head 
in the United States, our government, you know, taxes, you know, we're second or first, you know, in taxing our main businesses. The liberals have just jacked it up. So, you know, the main businesses, the corporations are having one struggling time. Uh, and then we have the unions and the government insisting on high medical, high retirement, high wages, which between greed and survival chase a lot of our companies to outsourcing, going to places like China. You know, and China you know, is going to do cheap labor and that kind of thing. You know, So there's two sides of this. But our unions and our government have really, you know, pretty much thrown out our a lot of our corporations. And, you know, there's one load of corporation consciousness organizations that are just full of greed. And then there's so many more that are just trying to survive. They've got something going. They're trying to survive between the unions and the government regulations and all this and taxes you know, if you're going to survive very good at all, you're going to have to go someplace else a lot of times. So we got the suck-in from China on cheap labor sweatshops, and then we have this from our side. I wanted to talk about the thing that just happened today in India. 60 dead, 150 uh, injured, and it's probably going up right now, all those numbers. Northern India... Seven motorcycles loaded with explosives detonated within 12 minutes of each other in Jaipur City. That's like 120 miles north of New Delhi, the capital of India. So when I tuned into this, I tune into the city and I just get, you know, people are just living and living kind of thing. Doing their thing like you would in a normal place. But when I tuned into the people who did this, which it looks like they're Muslims with their attitudes, they have this kind of attitude, the terrorists. Um, I see these people with their heads held up high. They're righteously proud. They're just so proud of themselves. They are experiencing true joy at their evil acts of terrorism to the innocent and maybe not so innocent people of Jaipur, Jaipur. So, you know, that's pretty lousy for people to be getting off on this gross of things. 60 people dead, 150 injured, seven motorcycles loaded with explosives detonated within 12 minutes of each other. Sucks. You know, what low life. Boy, according to Waleed Shubat, who actually used to be one of those terrorists uh, a number of years ago that, you know, we've had him on the show several times, you know, he says that these people are non-negotiable. They are uh, but strong in their head that this is, uh, like you said, they experience joy. You know, this is sort of what you want to look at and look inside their soul and their heart when you say, well, we should be able to negotiate with these people because when you can do that sort of criminal behavior that is uh, cruel and mm-hmm. totally inappropriate and feel joy, then there's, not, there's no negotiation there. No, this is people solidly comfortable with evilness. Well, there is evil in the world. You know, it isn't... You know, I know there's many religions who believe that every soul has some amount of light and every soul has some amount of dark, and that is absolutely true. However, 
when you get souls who are predominantly anchored out of, you know, they come out of God predominantly anchored in the dark. So that's, you know, they that's where they're comfortable. And even as they evolve back up to God, and they do come in and do sides on the light, and then in the dark, and then in the light. But the truth is, when you're uh, anchored in the dark, you're never really comfortable in the light, even in the lifetimes you do. For instance, I'm one of the souls anchored in the light, and I remember a past life that I had back in the Roman times when I was doing a dark lifetime. And the truth of it is, even in that life, when I really did good in the dark, it wasn't my inner, inner, innermost truth. You know, when I think back of that lifetime, you know, I'm at peace at a level because it was what I was supposed to do, but I never really, I'm never really happy with that lifetime because I'm a soul anchored in the light. But you must understand it's the reverse with souls that are anchored in the dark. They're comfortable there. They do this sort of behavior comfortably. They go blowing up all sorts of people, blowing up themselves, no big deal, comfortably. So I don't know what makes you think that these people are negotiable when this is something that is truly comfortable to them. Yeah. You know, Barack Obama says, you know, we just go talk it out. Now, Barack is fluid. At talking, but at, no at talking, But he, I don't think he knows about darkness. A lot of people don't know about darkness. They've really never dealt with evil very much. Yes. Or, or there's so much evil that they're sort of buddies with it, sort of half and half kind of thing. You know... So, you know, I want to say an irony kind of thing. Uh, and, and first of all, I'm going to talk about Hillary Clinton, Barack Hussein Obama, John McCain. And um, we have the first potential lady president, the first potential black president, and the oldest incoming president, I believe, John McCain would be. So we, this is a record-setting uh, candidacy, I don't know if any any candidacy has, has been this long, you know, a year and something. So the, the tremendous thing is happening right now. And it's, it's capturing. Over in Europe, you know, people are just, this is a rave, like what's going to happen? Like their soap kind of thing. And everyone here is interested. But the irony is, you would think... If you were a feminist, you would vote for Hillary Clinton because she's a woman. However, Hillary, uh, you know, and I, when I tuned in her, to her in 1993, I, I could clearly see her main agenda. The whole outline is I want to be president. And it wasn't I want to be a president because I'm going to really help this country. It was I want to be president because I want to be the king of the pile. Big ego stroke. Yeah. And, you know, if she wanted to be it to help this country and she really had the goods to do that, you know, I'd be right behind her, you know, supporting her all the way. But I never have read that. Hundreds of reads on her and Bill and all that. It all comes out basically the same. A little variance here and there from time to time. But basically, I want to be the king of the pile. I want to be the first woman president. So what Hillary did to cover up for... Bill Clinton, you know, and Bill is a serial sex offender. He's raped a woman. He's uh, uh, sexually affronted many women. Uh, there's all kinds of claims. You have Miss Flowers, uh, Monica Lewinsky, 
uh, Miss Braderick, who he raped, Paula Jones, etc., 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 Kathleen Willie. So there's lots of material out there. And, you know, I recently read one of them, Kathleen, Catherine, Kathleen Willie's called Target. And, you know, what happened with Hillary Clinton is she has a army of PIs. And they go around harassing these women who her husband, Bill Clinton, sexually violated one way or the other. So Hillary is a actually anti-feminist because she has enforced, whether it's through the IRS or threats or whatever, killing their animals, she has hired the enforcers against these women that her husband violated. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. And we'll be back to finish out the show right after this. Stay with us. <laughs> 